The Crimes Ireland podcast is intended for a mature audience. Hello and welcome to the Crimes Ireland podcast, where today we're talking about the death of George Dowler in 1939. It is said death follows us all, and on the day of Valentine's Day 1939, the farmer George Dowler was caught by the Reaper, so it seemed. He was reported as 60 years old in some sources and 68 in others at the time of his death, and was meant to have died suddenly. His home was shared with his much younger wife, who was 30 years old, and with a male house servant who was also working in the house almost every day. Shortly after his death, a servant was moved in by Mrs Dowler with rumours in the community growing soon into theories of how they could have killed George. A man only named as Wallace had arrived at the house at some point during the sudden death for a visit, and had found Mr Dowler in the scullery. He was, quote, writhing and in a cold sweat, and around the same time had put his arm around his wife, a possible killer, saying, quote, don't me, Lily. Once all of these theories and rumours came to the police's attention, they exhumed Mr Dowler's remains on the 1st of July from Belna Lake Cemetery. Organs were removed and sent on to Belfast for analysis, and the analyst sent back the report some time later. After reviewing this report, a group of RUC men was mustered. The RUC stands for the Royal Ulster Constabulary, part of the police and security forces of Northern Ireland in that particular year. This group that was gathered included 10 rank-and-file officers, District Inspector McNeil and HD Constable Fortin. Who all made their way to the Dowler home. Once there, they arrested Mrs. Lillian Dowler and also James Willoughby, who was a servant, quote, Grunt who was employed at the house. Both were taken to Enniskillen REC barracks and charged at a special court with the murder of George Dowler with, quote, the administration of strychnine. This compound, a poison, is odourless, bitter and white, and when given to a subject orally, injected or inhaled, it will kill with even a small amount. Once administered, it acts in humans in as little as 5 minutes, but up to 15 minutes if ingested. Then, very grimly, if you're lucky enough to receive a very high dose, you can expect to perish from brain death and respiratory issues in the longest about 30 minutes. Otherwise, given a low dose, if you somehow survive, symptoms will include agitation, hypervigilance, cramping, stiffness and seizures. Please, if you're unsure of any of these, just Google them as it's truly gruesome stuff. When Lillian heard this accusation, and when in the presence of her solicitor was said to be, quote, noticeably pale, distressed and eyes red from crying. Willoughby was described as sitting with downcast eyes, which he had raised occasionally to watch proceedings. In the newspaper reports that I also found about this story, they had commented on James's hair, saying it was, quote, curly and unruly, and that it stood in a wild mass. Upon her arrest and interview, Lillian gave a voluntary statement which was read out by Inspector McNeil. It said, quote, I done nothing in the line of taking his life. I did everything to save him. I got a doctor and all I could do. Willoughby also said, quote, I have no statement to make. I was not there when the man died at all. I left six weeks before he died. 
The trial for the murder of George Dowler began on the 12th of December 1939. Hearing the crimes was Lord Justice Babington, and opening for the Crown Prosecution was Attorney General Mr Black. He started by saying Mr Dowler was the owner of about 44 acres at Derry Giff, not far away. He was aged about 60 years old and lived with his wife on the farm. There had been no successful births for the couple, with Lillian having five stillborn children in their time together. At the trial, Willoughby had worn a navy blue suit. His home was in the same neighbourhood as the Dowlers and he worked for them as a servant man up until at least six weeks before, when Mr Dowler was found. The prosecution then put forward a witness, a Mrs Isabella Topping, who stated Mrs Dowler went into her chemist Nana Skillen and asked for strychnine to quote, poison rats. At the time, Mrs Topping recognised Lillian Dowler and instructed her assistant to supply her with 10 grains of the substance. At that time, as stated by the chemist Isabel, when her assistant questioned the purchase, she said, quote, I know Mrs Dowler. If she wants strychnine, give it to her. Two further witness testimonies included statements from James O'Brien and John Braun. James had seen the couple at some point on the back of a hay cart, and Willoughby had his arm around Lily on this occasion. Mr Braun, the register of births, deaths and marriages in the area, recalled that on the 14th of June, a man and a woman entered his office. The woman asked what was the procedure for getting married. When asked who it was to be wed, she said that it was a girl from Dublin. Asked then for her name, she said Dowler, and when finally asked the other person's name, she stated she did not want to give this information, and did not. The defending solicitor of Mrs Dowler, a Mr Lowry, asked the HD constable, Francis Fortin, about a statement given to him by a man only known as Mr Stevenson, from Enniskillen. He indicated that the late Mr Dowler had accompanied his wife to buy the future murder weapon. Lowry also stated it was important for the jury to know that the deceased had been trying to purchase strychnine himself to poison rodents. For both of the accused, it seemed being convicted and hanged was a real possibility. It was proven they had access to poison that was bought the day previously, and in part by one of the potential perpetrators. And through an examination of the victim, the examinator showed he had died of strychnine poisoning on or around the 15th. These both made for strong evidence and along with the rumours of him having an affair, being seen together walking. Mr McSparren, the defender of Wallaby, asked for direction in the case. They argued there was no evidence at all that made the client a perpetrator or present. Mrs Dowler's representative made a similar case. At this point, the judge directed the jury to only find Mr Wallaby not guilty. I tried to find out what was meant by direction to the case and the seeming madness of the judge openly directing the jury to find someone not guilty, especially before they had seen all of the evidence. Continuing from there, the court heard evidence from Mrs Dowler, who stated how happy the couple had been during their married life, although they still had dearly wanted to have children. In his summary, the judge said it seemed very strange to him that, quote, if a woman had plotted the death of her husband to take place at a future date, and then walk openly into a shop in Enniskillen where registers would have been kept of such purchases of 10 grains of strychnine. Dealing with motive, he said, quote, The presence of motive did not supply essential evidence with regard to the act itself. Leaving the courtroom, the jury began their deliberations. 
and 62 minutes later, they unanimously returned a verdict of not guilty. At this, there was a loud applause from the public gallery as Mrs Dowler turned to leave, and as she did, she passed the judge and expressed her thanks in a very low voice. Overall, I'm very unsure about the outcome of this case and how the evidence was not enough to even convict Tyler. It could possibly be some sort of corruption or favouritism of sorts amongst the people in the community towards Mrs Dowler. Wallaby stating he was away from the property proves he didn't kill Mr Dowler physically, but it does not stand up for me as he could have still plotted with Lillian without being there physically on the night. Not to mention the obvious one and moving into the Dowler home after the murder and all the rumours surrounding the two. Again, thanks to all of you who listen and email any questions or what was meant by direction in regards to the trial to crimesireland at gmail.com. You can also donate via this email to help out the show and improve the quality. Thank you very much and goodbye.